1: Welcome to City Church U's Knowing God Guided Reading Podcast. We hope you will join us this holiday season as we read J.I. Packer's modern classic, Knowing God.
0: All right, guys, congratulations. We are on the final chapter of the Knowing God Podcast, which means just as much to us (laughs) recording these as it (laughs) does to you reading. Along, Thank you guys for your uh, participation in this, and we hope that it was helpful. We're, we always welcome feedback as we try to find ways that we can uh, just continue to encourage you in your growth as as you read this book. Um, we hope that it's been helpful. Uh, just kind of as we close out this book, um, one of the things that Packer does in this article is he draws us to the book of Romans, and he asks an important question. He says, What do you look for in the Bible? If we are wise, we will have our eyes open for several things, and Romans is supreme of them all. So just kind of quickly just recapping and listing some of the things that we can, if we're wise, we, we look for in the scriptures is, uh, you know, things like on page 254, doctrine, truth about God, taught by God. Uh, is that what we're looking for? I hope so. He says, <laughs> The wise person also reads the Bible as a book of life, showing by exposition and example what it means to serve God and to not serve Him. Another way of reading the Bible, Packer says, is uh, commended by modern scholars. It's a book of the Church, where where the God-given faith and self-understanding of the believing fellowship are voiced. He says a wise person also reads the Bible as a personal letter, and the chapter goes, goes on, but I think that as we kind of think about Packer's love for the scriptures and how part of, you know, this this book has really encouraged us to be people of the word. As you guys think about this and in reflection of what we read in this chapter, what do you feel like this book has maybe helped you seek in the scriptures?
1: Um, so I, I think that the implications are really gr- grand, like grander than I expected. Um, mm-hmm. I knew, like, starting this book that... It was going to be great just from how many people, you know, I've heard reference the book or quote the book um, and how it changed them and shaped them. And these are, you know, really solid Christians um, who I know personally. And so getting all the way through the book and then kind of ready to like venture, you know, back into the Bible with this new kind of framework for how how do I find more of God like Mm -hmm. how how can I get to know more of God that it is a privilege it is a gift Um, it's kind of just like the whole my whole viewpoint of the act of knowing more about God and learning more about God Um, it just has changed honestly Mm -hmm. and I especially reading through this chapter it's um it's a little daunting but also really exciting to approach the word of god with all these things in mind so you know we should be looking for doctrine we should be looking for you know examples for how to live life and what does um what does this say about church Mm -hmm. and you know god is personal and he's actually speaking to me as one of his children like all of these things should be in our minds as we read through the Bible and, um, you know, that it's, it's really not a, all about us. Um, but what a gift that we get to know more about God and reading His Word.
2: Yeah, for, for me, I've been really personally encouraged to read the Scriptures less thinking about myself and more so thinking about the Lord, thinking about What this teaches me of him, because I've often found myself reading the scriptures and in the morning and thinking, like, how does this apply to my day? How can this help me get through my day? Rather than like the thing that will help me get through my day is more like grand thoughts about God, understanding the Lord more. Um, And it's just really helped me with that. And there's a lot in this book that helped me to show, like, this chapter is about the, you know, the adequacy of God, but really like the adequacy of the Bible for the Christian life. Like Mm -hmm. the answers are there. It's not always easy, but like there, and there's always more to learn. Like you read a book like this and I just think to myself, (laughs) like there's so much in the scriptures that I just don't know. And that is so exciting to Mm me to always be able to seek, seek out more, um, in the scriptures.
0: Yeah, and you use the word Amanda, I thought was good. Daunting, like he he gives this illustration on two fifty five of the idea of like being dropped off in a helicopter if that were were such a thing, and just on on the top of Mount Everest versus like having worked up Mount Everest and gone through it. Um, and there there is a sense too, I think, that as you mature in in your faith, and you begin to understand the significance of Scripture and the grandness of Scripture. That, you know, it becomes less daunting and more of a delight to go through that process and to yeah. go through that. And I think that um, as I've read this book, and this is my second time through the book, but, you know, it's kind of just to me just amazed me of the kind of the how I've grown and, and got older, how much I realize how tall that mountain is, how far yeah, I, I really it's... am from the top, but how we can enjoy no, getting to know yeah. God enjoy you know? the climb yeah. yeah and it's not always about how fast you get there or what's waiting on the other side it's about the climb yeah. that's my other <laughs> well, uh, but no like I think in in Christian life I was wondering how far I could get in that quote before you guys picked up on that no I knew what um, you were doing from the get-go <laughs> but no I do think that like I think that's part of part of Christian maturity is just learning um how to love scripture how to work through Scripture? How to? I think all of that. So in this in this book, like, don't miss too that J.I. Packer has really just absolutely laced this book with with Scripture through and through. Um, another thing that I think what he, he talks about. I mean, there's just a lot of things we could unpack out of the, this the section on Romans. But I do want us to also discuss um, the the section on the doctrines applied, and he still has this rooted in Romans. But he talks about Uh, you know, when we look at the Romans back then and we think about readers now, and and this is true for readers today, uh, though he does not know them personally, nor us who read in the 20th century, 21st century, he knows that um, what determines their state are two factors common to all Christians everywhere and every age. The first is a commitment to all-around righteousness. The second factor is... uh, exposure to all-around pressures um, I think like with Christian life like this idea of commitment to righteousness and, and exposure to pressure is something that is really challenging to work through as you guys have kind of gone through through this book how how do you feel like it's maybe encouraged you in righteousness and kind of in, in reflection of that
2: yeah he says all around righteousness which I really love because it's not this idea of like you act righteous around certain people to have you know people think of you in a certain way but it's in every area of your life Hmm. unseen and seen the things that you do externally and the things that go on in your head and in your heart that we should be trying to surrender more of to God and so I think for me it's been I was really impacted at the beginning of the book on his um his little blurb on meditation mm-hmm. and just thinking through God because i think that just that exercise that i've been doing more often has allowed me to be more righteous in my like headspace mm-hmm. and the way that i think because my I, my thoughts are more committed to God and so i just think that I don't know, That's that's been really beneficial for me for this all-around righteousness is yeah, more thoughts of God.
0: Yeah, no. that's a good distinction, too.
1: Yeah, I, I think it has been really encouraging, but it's also, like, for me, I feel like it's kind of been giving me some tools on, like, how do I pursue righteousness? Like, what does that really look like? Mm-hmm. Um And not... And not even for my own benefit, but just the fact that we're called um, as believers to follow God's commands. And not only, like, do we pursue that just for the sake of doing right and being obedient, but, um, sorry, it is to be obedient. So to glorify God in that, mm. um, to show that that His way is is better, Um I don't know, it just kind of spurred like a, it seems so obvious, but sometimes you really do have to work through um, some, maybe a tough read like this, just to kind of, I don't know, it it does just give a really new new perspective Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So as I approach life from here, and like continuing and growing in my faith, and I just, you know, you you recognize that desire but you also have to f- fuel that desire and nourish that desire for righteousness and so i think he's given us um ways to do that
0: mm-hmm. and i think too like just even rooted in romans like a righteousness that's found in christ that is specifically mm-hmm. evangelical christian righteousness that's tied to that and then a righteousness, a lived righteousness or an all-around righteousness in our life that's in response to knowing God, I think is this kind of yeah. a, a way to, as we as we also try to think through this chapter but reflect on the book, that is the more that I know God, the more I desire righteousness in my life. And mm-hmm. not just a, a visible righteousness, but like what Hank was talking about, I think is a good distinction of like an all-around righteousness that even in the areas and the corners of my life that only God sees and other people around don't, that, that we want to live that out. And yeah, he, exactly. he says something on 260 Underline that thought was good, too. He says, let evangelical thinking correct emotional thinking. Um, just in thinking about maturity and how this book often is just calling us to maturity through and through, um, you know, I think a lot of young Christians and, and and older Christians, they allow emotional thinking to guide so much of life and make so many decisions and honestly, just to even just determine so much of their own state that, you know, part of knowing God and growing in our understanding of the Word and is, is allowing evangelical thinking, thinking that is gospel-centered based off the Scriptures, to actually inform our emotions and not the other way around. I think for me, um, my, second, my second time around on this book, because I, I read it so long ago, you know, is how much I've tried to, to actually not allow my emotions to play into how much how I see so many things. And just yeah. through and through this book, there's been a lot of ties to that. He ends with kind of two, two things I think are really great notes to end on. He's, he says, um, if God is for us, he's talking about how no opposition can, can crush us. He has a covenant commitment with us. And then he also ends um, with no good thing withheld, um like that and that this isn't you know once again not from a worldly sense but from a a sense that's informed by the, the scriptures um and then he reminds us that we can't be separated from god i think just even as as we reflect on this like the grace that we have in god and the goodness of god like allowing the scriptures just to remind us of these important principles And not that, like, God is the cosmic vending machine that can get us the next thing we want, but that God actually, like, we have a relationship with him that can't be separated. And for you, as this kind of closing thoughts, like, what to you has been the most encouraging thing about this book?
1: Wow. I feel like we've covered so much. Yeah. Um... I feel like the encouraging part has kind of been the whole picture coming together. Um, Like we, the way that the book was organized and how we got to talk through like the attributes of the attributes of God and like, what does that mean for our lives? But we really went in detail on all of them. And I mean, getting to the end, I just feel like my, the view, my view of God is way more more. like all-encompassing than it's ever been. and it and I think, you know, maybe I was naive to some of his attributes, or maybe I didn't quite understand, especially the ones that just don't get talked about as often. Well, like, how does that relate to me, or what does that really mean for my mean for my life as a believer? Um, I just feel way more equipped in talking about God Mm -hmm. um, especially to other people and especially on like a a, even something really specific because he's given us a really deep dive into all these different aspects about God and what it means to know God I don't know I I don't really know what I expected it just it feels like way more and so this way way more than I expected Um, and how beautiful to see this picture come together of our our holy
2: God. Yeah, mine's very similar just to see like the amount of things that the scriptures speak to and perfectly and like in a way that I feel like I just have never really thought of before, you know, and how the spirit guides us and how there's a wisdom in God that we don't have in God's characters that are simply just unlike hours. Um, and I, I've just been blown away by his use of scripture. I mean, you can even see it like Mm -hmm. in the back of the book, it's just pages. There's some, there are some books like Ephesians where he's nearly quoted the whole thing, (laughs) you know, throughout the, throughout this book. I've just been encouraged to see like, and just to be reminded that there is nothing in my life that the scriptures do not speak to and, mm. th- and that God cannot guide me through.
0: Yeah. And we were just discussing him before we recorded this because we were like, what's the angle on this chapter? Because there's just so many there's things so and many. it's not a conclusive chapter ending by any means. But, you know, the, these were not originally written to be placed in, in this book the way that they were. And I think one of the cool things about that is it's almost kind of like a, uh, you know, a three-course, a 22-course meal that, (laughs) you know, each does build on each other and are definitely tied to each other, but they are written as standalone pieces. And that's allowed us to, I think, explore a lot of different angles and Mm -hmm. almost like – the common illustration of like holding up a diamond and looking at all these different angles, like in the book, it, it has allowed us to do that. And sometimes we're seeing these things shine through in common themes pop up. And sometimes we're forced to go into different spaces that we maybe wouldn't normally think about, like God's wrath, yeah. you know? Um,
1: it's been so enlightening, but yeah. I think that's a great like analogy for just getting so much perspective like mm. really zooming in and then really zooming out, and just feeling like this connectedness, mm. yeah, that's that just that, brought a lot of meaning.
0: That's a good way to put it. too, the zooming in and zooming out, and we hope that for you, you know, as you've gone through this, we hope that it's that it's encouraged you to um, slow down and to hold up that diamond and to think about it a lot of different ways, and even think about things that you wouldn't normally. And just even by recording this podcast, our desire was just to kind of model some conversation that you would have in your own life as you Mm -hmm. learn to talk about God and different aspects of God and think about how does this apply to my life and how does this flesh out for Christian community and how does this inform my mission, you know, and what I'm doing. So uh, thank you guys for going through the podcast, and this was the first time for us (laughs) and a fun journey uh filled with lots of recording binges and reading binges yeah Uh, Yeah, thanks
1: for leading us so well it's been fun
0: um but we hope that you guys enjoy this and we look forward to hearing your feedback so i hope you guys have a great christmas break
1: Merry christmas